Today on the Gamers for Life podcast, we are going to be discussing a few things, such as God of War Ragnarok, its release, uh, and how it's being praised for finally having a, a game that you can potentially buy a PS5 for. Uh, Sonic Frontiers review, Battlefield 2042 being available via Game Pass, uh, the Ascent acquisition uh, from the PUBG developers, and the Gran Turismo movie that nobody wanted, and <laughs> much more coming up here at the Gamers for Life podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where each and every Friday slash Saturday discussing all things games. One of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my man, Arthur Thomas. Happy uh, No Nut November. We're in the mid-stages. How are we doing over there, buddy? Uh, good, and I had no idea that's how you're going to start it. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a, cur- a curveball at you, you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Just uh, sitting here, uh, you know, definitely in the area where winter is coming. Uh, we have a high, I think, of like a 26 this week with uh, highs of uh, whopping... 13s next week. <laughs> so now you're now you're you're hearing all the you're witnessing all the things that people have been like, hey, once it gets cold here, you might want to rethink if you want to be here or not. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, I know you got your uh you know you got you got all your uh needed much needed and necessary uh clothing to fight that crazy weather. Yeah, I did a bunch of my sister helped me with doing a bunch of goodwill shopping. So, in fact, I got a vest. I think it for like seventy five cents. There was this church that just started up. This there's a church that recently, um, up until now was up until now was taking donations, but now they just started selling them because before they just distributed them. But it's like whatever, like the first Wednesday of the month or something. First Wednesday of the month, there's something like seventy five cents for anything adult and twenty five cents for anything child. Wow, nice. Yeah, and plus, not gonna lie, uh, being out here in the country, uh, it's a little, it's a little nice knowing as a bigger guy, I can actually find things that are my size at a thrift store versus back home. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, I know. For me, uh, before we get into all things games, I've been trying this uh, intermittent fasting thing where you eat two times a day. Uh, generally it's like 11 a.m. is the first meal and the second meal is around seven. And then the next meal you eat is at 11 a.m. the following day, which is pretty crazy. So it's a little hard to be getting, but I think it is, uh, well, that's about nine pounds so far. So, um, Hey, there you go. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So it's trying to, trying to do the damn thing, you know, but, uh, it's going to be hard with all the, uh, holiday food you know coming out too <laughs> yeah my my friend uh my friend put a message out she's like she's like to everyone you know i don't know that's my impression she's like hey why do people get mad about christmas songs in november she's like why aren't there any thanksgiving songs and i'm like immediately replied with that classic i got green beans tomatoes and <laughs> you name it <laughs> the the best arguably better than all of the christmas songs combined that is, yeah dude that, i'll take I'll that take, is a great dude, that is a great response church dude i'll take that woman singing church over anything mariah carey's got <laughs> it's like man this song makes me respect her talent makes me hungry it just it's good <laughs> Green, bean, it might be the best cut up. You name 
<laughs> it might be the best sample of all time. We'll see. Um, so for those of you listening, oh, it well, did, oh has, has no business being. Oh, this is, it has no business being that good. Thank you, Internet, <laughs> for remixing it. I appreciate you very much. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the Games of Life podcast. Again, each and every Friday, so Saturday, discussing all things games. Uh, be sure to uh, go to linktree.com forward slash gamers, the number four life. Those are all uh, in one link that you can check out what Arthur's doing. For example, if he is uh, doing the streaming stuff, uh, if you want to check out some of our prior videos, uh, and then also... You know, if you have a preferred way of listening to the podcast from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you'll find the links there as well. Uh, if you don't want to use your fingers to type in the name. Uh, and here at the Gamers Fly Podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen while you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode so you can go to exactly what you care to listen to. Or you can just hang out with us here at the Gamers Fly Podcast, trying some new stuff here today. Uh, we'll see how, how it goes. Uh, but going to be including a few uh, video excerpt clips because this is a gaming podcast, so we should be able to do some fair use, educational purposes only shenanigans. We'll see what we can get away with here. Uh, but starting off, the game, the game that uh, I was saying, hey, Sony needs a game that they can actually move consoles and people won't have buyer's remorse. Uh, God of War Ragnarok <laughs> did release, and uh, it is doing very well, uh, extremely well when it comes to the reviews of the game. Uh, as we've discussed, you know, from the last episode, I guess I just wanted to hone on it because it is, in fact, out now. The last show episode, we talked about just how the Metacritic reviews um you know, these are people that played the game before it released. They received copies early. Uh, but now that the game is, in fact, out, it seems like people are pretty happy with it. Um, I guess give me your give me your thoughts on that notion. You see, you know a game's, like, genuinely good when it's not being review-bombed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is... I'm not saying they're bad games that have been reviewed on, but we know that like something happens or there's a tweet or something and it's like one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I haven't, I haven't seen too much game. I haven't seen too much gameplay on it. Um, it's, it's getting other reviews. I think it's deserved as well, as well as, you know, earned it's, you know, God of War, you know, God of War has been like that one thing where like, I feel like, I feel like God of War has been like that one hard franchise of everything we've talked about that hasn't like jumped a shark or messed up gears of war is in limbo because epic isn't just making their Fortnite money um phil spencer making us warrantedly nervous of don't worry halo will still exist after infinite why would you say that we know why he said that now <laughs> um yeah exactly um, something we'll you know something we'll be talking about later on you know Battlefield 2042 that's I mean not so much legacy thing but you know I mean, I mean uh, you know um, something we'll be missing a little bit later on uh, uh, via different medium like Gran Turismo the new Gran Turismo game was like oh why unlock a car when you could just buy it um, mm. you know and so there's just been a lot of foundation games that just hit missed the mark you know what I mean. And so I'm really happy to see God of War is thankfully just 
shining bright amongst all the recent, all these recent Triple H just failures. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely agree. Uh, and then unfortunately, um, well, fortunate for me, I'm going to be one of those people that's like, well, I'll just wait till it comes out on PC because as uh, they have aggressively mentioned that they want half of the catalog to be on PC by 20, you know, what, 2024, 2025 or some nonsense. I'm like, well, I'll just wait. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was, that was them sort. I still say, you know, that was them kind of like not backpedaling, but just, you know, thinking like, okay, there's this chip shortage. People can't buy PS5s if they want to. And Sony went, we're going to try to read it. We're going to try two things. One, redesign a console. We don't know where they're at with, we don't know where, where we, where they are with that. But that was something they did announce. I don't believe that was one of like the industry rumored links. I want to say something they said that they're going to revisit, try to do a different console. And what we do know, of course, is two of them potentially, they have it confirmed, but like I think it was them to address the console shortage at the time when that announcement was made. Uh, the whole P- the PC library increase. Mm. And then Xbox was like, what's a console? <laughs> <laughs> uh, via xCloud. But, uh, but yeah, you know, especially, you know, you know, for those of you that are, st- for those of you that are still in the PS4, Xbox One have not gone into the next next gen remember games are a little more expensive now the six the 64 the 64.99 process price is gone that's come and gone with ps5 especially is now 69.99 you know 70 dollars and up um so again with pc but you know to a point with pc not only do you have mods you have sales so again with ps5 oh, sorry with god of war right now being arguably the only game to jump i would argue to, to jump on ps5 today if you're willing to wait for a price for a price shop and or other options, hey, we <laughs> hey, we both know the second those mods drop for God of War Ragnarok, it's going to be gold. Yeah. It's funny. There's a few comments here on the PlayStation blog.com that I wanted to read. I found uh, kind of interesting because I like to hear what the people have to say. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes we have these walls where we have, you know, we have these Metacritic reviews. We have what, Certain reviewers say, but but obviously throughout time, there's been a lot of weird shady stuff within the gaming industry of people getting paid for doing good reviews, things like that. I mean, even, even on YouTube, you know, you'll constantly see on like almost any other type of review site, if they're reviewing a microphone or whatever, you know, they always have people that say, oh, like, just let you know, they gave me this microphone for review. Uh, It's not going to curb or change how I feel about, you know, the, the product or whatnot. And, um, you know, and a lot of that is because, you know, in the past that has been the case. So I always like to try to get a temperature check, if you will, Arthur. I know I, I used to do this with like the Instagram and stuff too, where there's like this, like, this is like trailer promoting something. And then I get to see the, the comment section. Yeah, and, was, and I get to hear what people really think about it. it if you ever, if you ever want unfiltered opinions on trailers, or gameplay <laughs> the comment section of any social media platform is gold. Exactly. Not only a phrase like exactly. my head, but it's great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so one person said here, uh, Diego CT Bond 911 that said a really good tip is the way for the PC version. Returnal is coming soon enough too. <laughs> um uh, let's see, another person. Uh, they said, cry about it, L- LMAO, every single God of War fan 
uh, and even just uh, and even just people interested in video games in general are all going to buy the game and play it right away. Uh, one person, oh, some people said, are you stuck with PS4, which a lot of people still are. Uh, and then one other person said uh, they're excited for the game. God of War's game of the year. Can't wait to get get started on this game, which I know will be a masterpiece. Seems like the so I can't. I just can't wait for people to finally start thirsting over that new Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people were really fucked with that when they when the, when it was first announced. They're like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Remember, there was a lot of like bodybuilders or other people like uh, what do people strongmen as they call them, like not you know like not like it's like there's like there's like a bodybuilder like body type there's like and then there's like the muscle guys you know like um, the olympus competition that arnold schwarzenegger made his fame for and there's like strongmen that just lift like like x hundred pound boulders but they had that's literally their physique like you'll see this dude it's like what are you doing throwing a telephone pole oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and then i was gonna say i think a lot uh, uh no cap i think a lot of people uh dressed up as thor for this halloween (laughs) <laughs> i think that was a thing this year a lot of people just dressed up as thor so that means we saw a lot of belly time <laughs> I, didn't, I had a missed opportunity but it was a little cold over here <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah man but i wonder is one thing one thing one thing i need to ask about it i mean i don't know if this existed on a ps3 or ps ps4 and i would say ps5 but then i have a ps5 so I mentioned how in the Xbox Marketplace, you can't review a game unless you've purchased it. Unless the Xbox has recognized you own a game, you cannot leave a review in the Xbox store. Does that exist for Sony? I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. The reason the reason I ask because the reason I ask is because then like moving forward, I'll be curious to know of like the Sony marketplace reviews compared to like Metacritic. You know, like I'm like I I know review bombing is still the thing. But I feel like it, I feel like it would be, it's I feel like it would be less rampant. I feel like it presently is less rampant in like the Microsoft, the Xbox market, the Xbox Microsoft marketplace. But I wonder how it would be over there as well as Sony as well. I mean, who knows? If like a month from now, there's a tweet just <laughs> pisses everybody off, and it's yeah. like the five. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. The rev- yeah user reviews. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Uh, so, uh, speeding over to the next topic here, I want to talk about Sonic Frontiers, uh, and, and, um, just to kind of preface, this is a game that originally we mentioned on a few other uh, prior episodes for the show where we first didn't know what we were getting, uh, because there is a lot of misleading, weird footage, uh, that was shown during one of the conferences and, um, it was, it was, it was just a bad, it was, it was a bad game demo, of what was being shown confused a lot of people a lot of people said okay that looks weird that looks not done and uh, it looks like they they kind of got it a little bit patched up for the most part and it's getting an average of about sevens and whatnot um i did want to play a little bit of this clip here uh of david jaffe speaking of god of war david jaffe um on his channel uh just he talks about the the god of war frontier reviews just a bit um he's definitely one of those guys that i'm always a a fan of uh hearing his input on certain things so i want to play this clip a little bit this is for educational purposes only and definitely be sure to subscribe on david jeffrey's channel so just want to get his thoughts on the sonic frontier reviews that have been going around 
turn it around. You guys know what we're talking about today. We're talking about Sonic. Sonic Frontiers has finally come out. It has been the long uh, mocked title when they revealed a bunch of stuff for it and gameplay. It just looked like, what the crap is this? I've never been excited for it. But I want to tell you about some of the reviews that are uh, hitting. Because it might, I don't know. I don't know. It might turn it might turn me around, fellas. I might I might be a, a born again Sonic fan. I was in high school, college when the first Sonic came out, so I wasn't a little kid that grew up thinking Sonic was cool because he tapped his foot and had attitude. I was just like, whatever. Um, but it was fun. I but I was never a hardcore Sonic guy. I think this is coalescing though. The reviews are pretty good on this. Not amazing, but pretty good on this. But it's coalescing with. The movies have really birthed a whole new group of fans for Sonic. And I think this could actually be a decent size hit for Sega. I think he has a point there. Um, I don't know if people would play Sonic games if those two films didn't come out. <laughs> well, what, what, it would have been. It, he's not wrong. Cause I, I, didn't, I didn't think about the movies. I mean, like I said, you know, I think like us, we know, unlike, unlike David here, we've been more of involved well yeah. i wouldn't say involved with sonic games but just more of a round mm. um because there's yeah there's been a huge gap i feel like i feel like sonic for me i still feel like i still feel like my favorite sonic games are for the dreamcast yeah sonic heroes or sonic adventures those are great i think yeah. they're i think they were those were amazing i think i think i think those are some of the games that really carried that carried the dreamcast honestly i still miss that console not so much the controller. Dreamcast is good. Yeah, the Jesus Christ, the controller. But yeah, the games are, are pretty good, pretty solid in Dreamcast mm-hmm. for the most part. And like we're talking about, if there's any type of genre, like a type of game that's like that deserves to dip its foot at least into something new, and that is the world of open the the area of the genre of open world games, Sonic. Yeah, I I agree with that too because one of the things is um, when we're talking about when we're talking about open world a game that I don't know if they'll ever remaster or just have a full remake of is uh, the Jack and Daxter precursor legacy. That's a great open world game that I wish, uh, I wish that was a, uh, you know, it was front and center of, of focus when it comes to uh, them remaking a PlayStation title, which unfortunately like, no, we want blockbuster. We want blockbuster stuff, guys. You know, so unfortunately we're not going to get that classic, but I agree. Definitely. When it comes to an open world game and you have your character that can, that's fucking Sonic. <laughs> I can speed through a world like that. That's yeah. That's heaven and hush puppies. Right. So uh, I agree with that, you know, and, and I would say that unfortunately I feel like this is one of those games that I would probably get at a discount versus paying full price for it or just waiting for it to be on game pass uh i can't really see myself paying full you know 40 50 60 bucks even you know for for the game a lot of review a lot of reviews i've been saying like the one right here oddly uh kotaku i kind of agree with um is the gameplay is like it's like the game the game the gameplay is a hit for a lot of people and like i said because you know when you look when you like a sonic in a story i'm like sonic's one of those games where i'm like i'm not saying you can't do a story but all the times they've tried to do a story it doesn't work out like just do the mario yeah. formula just look, look at mario look at look at mario's formula peach somebody gets kidnapped you got a rescuer how do you get from how do you get from mushroom kingdom to bowser's castle and that's the game that's every single 
Mario game ever made in the history of time. Minus the, you know, all the all the sports stuff. But you know what I mean? That's usually right. how it goes. Um, you know, with you know, if, with of course, you know, wonderful, you know, steps in a different correct direction, you know, whether it was Mario 64 and Galaxy, but again, but again, story-wise, usually involves a Bowser and a kidnapping in some way. Um and so the few times the few times Mario tried to have a I'm sorry, Sonic tried to have a story has not gone well. Has not gone yeah. well at all. Sonic Unleashed. Um, though I even know the name of it, Sonic 9 or Sonic whatever it's called, like 2008, the one where there was like real people. There was like Sonic goes in the real world. He was like like a princess fell in love with him. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Poor attempt. Poor attempt, definitely. So, so. So I so I think you know this is a type of game where I think if they do it right and we see you know we see now I will say Sega's not really known for backing something when it comes when it after release unless it's Yakuza. <laughs> 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 but um but if they keep it going, you know, again, this could be a game where it's it's the gameplay that keeps bringing you back. Like really like in fact, like for example, a game I loved for the gameplay that I'm really considering playing again is Shadow of War. Because that's a game whose story yeah was the story the story was cool i mean like the overlapping story but the the gameplay moments like like, like for example shadow war was shadow war was one of my favorite open world games because it was a game where i never ever got tired doing the same thing never far cry 6 far cry 6 i got tired far cry 5 i did not far cry 4 i did not but shadow war man just i i killed every single work i saw in that entire game (laughs) and so again with Sonic Frontiers, though, Super World game, if they can get that again, if they can have the, if they can make the game, but like it's the gameplay that keeps bringing you back in an open world Sonic game, they got they got they got they, the potential is there. Just that landing is so hard to stick. And so many places, so many people and so many companies have not done it. So I'm hoping so I'm hoping Sega can just stick with it a little bit and get that landing. It, it I think they can hit with this. Yeah. No, I think good good points, definitely. Um absolutely good points there. Uh, so moving on here, um, speaking of, uh, well, I don't have a transition for this. Speaking of this fucked up <laughs> piece of shit game. <laughs> um, I love it. Just uh, <laughs> turn to the, turn to this wharf. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a speed transition for this. Uh, I like this piece of shit battlefield. Uh, so battlefield 2042, uh, it, it is eventually surely coming to game pass uh so for those of you who have game pass for um typically it's amazing obviously right because you get to download what's available you're paying a single cost which they said that the cost is going to go up next year but I'm I'm a little worried about that, but we'll see what, what it goes up to next year. But as far as Battlefield 2042, I think it is great that it's going to be up for Game Pass, but I'm so mad at that game. I don't know if it's going to be worth the download, Arthur. What do you think? Uh, I say, do the same thing I texted that gift to you in church. <laughs> Just nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. I don't want a game whose biggest patch update after release was a scoreboard. I mean, yeah, it it rubs every, it just rubs, the game rubs everybody the wrong way. And it's just, I feel like it's, this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like this was more disappointing than cyberpunk to me. Cause like 
and I'm a little biased because I was on PC when Cyber came out, so I was actually able to play Cyberpunk. It wasn't a perfect game. It had many patches that I had to download, even for the PC version. But when it comes to Battlefield, we needed Battlefield. You know what I mean? Like, we really needed it. We had Call of Duty, which we were like, ugh, Call of Duty, ugh, ugh. You know, like, we don't want to touch that. And we were everyone was looking for a good first-person shooter, and Battlefield typically is the saving grace of that. They showed these trailers. They showed the new modes. They showed the portal mode. We're like, oh, it's fucking dope. Oh, cool. I can uh, get these weapons from this game and this game and this game. And it's utterly failed. And it was online only, which I was to me was the first red flag. I was like, okay, this is no campaign. I kind of understand it, but why am I still a little nervous? So I'm like, you guys had less to do. And the fundamentals you guys failed on the scoreboard and all these things, like there's just a huge list that I first thought was a joke. And you're like, no, this is a real list. <laughs> That's not the game. I said, what? You're like, Arthur, why'd you give me this fake news? And I'm like, uh, I think this yeah. is IGN, dude. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an internet. I thought it was an internet meme, you know, but like, no, like someone literally curated what is not, what has not been the previous battlefields. And like, it was on Reddit. It was everywhere. Right. Like everybody covered it. Like you said, IGN. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, so. To me, I feel like that hit even harder than Cyberpunk. And the reason why I say that is because people are playing Cyberpunk again. A lot of people are playing Cyberpunk that were really, like, that were scarred heavily when they paid money for the game that was not ready. Uh, you know, like, gooey, gooey cookie dough versus a, a great golden brown <laughs> crunchy chocolate chip cookie. So, yeah, I don't even want to, I don't even want to waste uh, storage space. You know, and, and 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 if it's on the cloud, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll I'll do the I'll do the X Cloud, but yeah, that's kind of my take. There is no Oscar award-winning show or movie Netflix can drop that will ever make me want to come back to to this game. <laughs> Edge Runner, Christopher Nolan can't get you back in <laughs> the battlefield, dude. Ed, Edge Runners made everyone come back to Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk was ready. Yeah, their cyber. The, I, don't know, I don't know if like how much backdoor emails of like, hey, by the way, we got a good show in our hands. A lot of people that we come back to the game. Oh, oh, we'll be ready for. Them. We got patches. Let's go. <laughs> there's no amount. There's no amount of patches or Netflix adaptations that can make me excited for this game. I feel like there's two reasons why AAA games come to Game Pass. Number one there's a type of exclusivity or day one there or two, the game circling the drain and then they need players. Yeah. So when it comes to triple a games, now any games, I think any games come to come to Xbox that thrive and I welcome them with open, with open arms. I, we always say we want to get, we want to try to talk to an insider about it, but it sounds like the relationship between any games and Xbox game pass and the back end seems, seems positive. You know, I, you know, when it comes when it comes to like Deep Rock Galactic and the good news there, and like the the publisher the publisher behind Deep Rock Galactic, uh, behind Valheim, getting you know getting a lot of praise there. Like I said, I I you know indie and Game Pass is a great pair, and I hope it never I hope it never ends. Yeah. But like I said, there for me, if I had to really if I had to really just make a divide here, like I said, there's two reasons AAA games come to Game Pass. Money's been spent from Microsoft to get either exclusivity or day one exclusivity or this game circling the drain. 
they need a player base. Yeah. <laughs> and this is definitely hard option B. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This this is a game, dude. Like, and here's another here's another thing too. Now I because it was EA, you know, I wasn't excited. I was not going to pre-order. I was not. But I think we were all bamboozled differently than Cyberpunk. Because Cyberpunk was like a it was like an RPG, CG Project Red, trustworthy company. The game on a on just a bug mechanic level wasn't ready. Yeah. Battlefield was different. Battlefield, we were shown things that made us excited to make us think they learned the mistakes from Battlefield 5. They showed, you know, they showed that famous clip. You know, they re they remade the famous clip of you know the player jumping off his jet, shooting the other jet with the rocket launcher, getting back on the jet. You see things like that, and that makes you think they're listening to the community. That makes you think they've learned. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like it's like it was this weird thing where everything they had shown us made us more excited than we previously were. So the whoever did the, the marketing for Battlefield, great job. You killed it. The marketing was great. Both in just, I don't mean in terms of how much it was advertised. I mean the way it was advertised. It made people excited for the game. And that trailer of this, of that, that lightning tornado sandstorm of like, this is Battlefield. Oh, this isn't Call of Duty. We're like, oh, look, you can shoot, you can, if you melee this barrel, it breaks. Call of Duty is like, do you want to destroy a whole city? Let's go. Cause that, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I think to, like I said, I like, like you, I remember playing Bad Company 2 or, you know, Battlefield 4 for the first time of like, wait, you can blow up a whole skyscraper, get out of here. You know, yeah. I'm never playing Call of Duty again. You know, that's what happened to a lot of people of like, I'm tired of this Call of Duty thing. You know, even before it became what it was of an annual thing, just, you know, of like, wait, if I do this, then the environment reacts to it. And that was an amazing thing with Battlefield. Like, oh, you can get vehicles and all these things that aren't like kill cams or sorry, not kill cams. Um, I don't even forget what they call them now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> beyond, beyond me but kill streak kill streak yeah, there you yeah, go yeah. beyond like oh you can you can get a tank or a helicopter not from a kill streak not from a kill streak just because the way he goes and like i said all these trailers gameplay and even not again even not gameplay trailers made us excited you no know, for all the right reasons and they still missed all the marks like one of the things i love about battlefield one is the classes and like, and like the whole thing with Battlefield was like, if you're playing Battlefield was really known for like, if you're playing the objective or if you're playing your class objective, you're going to get points. You're going to level up. You're going to lock more stuff. Like, Hey, you might like, there's like, I told you dozens. It's in the dozens of times. Victor and I will be in the top three or even top with like single digit kills. And the person in second will have like 67. And we're like, you're playing the game wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Victor and I, Victor and I will be like, seriously top, top, top three with like four kills but yet having more points than someone with 67 because victor and i were reviving the world giving ammo to the world playing the objective capturing every point assisting reviving healing doing everything and then about 2042 oh you killed them with a headshot now you get the same one in points if you killed them if you shot them in the foot no one cares (laughs) like there was no support points there was no class points there was no it was just you got to kill that was it and even even continuing something they had from battlefield 5 how everyone can revive it was like no one did it why would you yeah so it's a waste it's a waste of time and effort it's like literally in the in the game's experience economy why waste x time and effort to get x reward just shoot everybody again it's like call of duty (laughs) yeah 
was like, this is like, I would play Call of Duty if I wanted Call of Duty. <laughs> you know? so yeah. And then the Call of Duty, hey, hey, to Call of Duty, to Call of Duty's point, they at least have a scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. I think before we transition, I think one of the biggest things that I liked about Battlefield was the, um, I mean, besides the scoreboard, uh, was, <laughs> was how, how the weapons sounded. You know, the weapons sounded like real weapons. Like, I think they recorded real firing of real weapons versus Call of Duty, where every other gun kind of sounded the same, just slightly adjusted, you know, in whatever editing software versus, like, when I was shooting, like, someone from, like, I don't know, 20 yards away like it sounded like a bullet was ripping through the wind like i just loved like the sound effects and everything you know alongside with the explosions and everything i love playing the engineer too engineer is my guy my my, my class but um yeah just a fucking shame just a fucking shame and we really needed we really needed this and i think a lot of people did gravitate back to call of duty which i think i think it contributed to their record sales numbers this year so it's like oh well hey cred hey credit to do where credit's due I've heard, yeah. I'm hearing good things with Modern Warfare 2. Now, yes, there are like quote-unquote game-breaking online bugs. It's a Call of Duty game. Where have you right. been? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. This is a remake. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, now you have to play the same thing over and level up in five minutes. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, oh, no, after a month. It's a, after a month, everyone's using the same three guns. Yeah, this is Call of Duty. Where have you been? Yeah, prestige, prestige. <laughs> Yeah. So again, like I like 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 I said, this comes down to for me for AAA games, two reasons why they came to Game Pass: exclusivity sort of situation, circling the drain. Anyone who says this is part, this is anything but second option, you're a fool. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, so ascending from that conversation, wanted to ascend to the next topic, which is about the publisher ascent so let me go into the details here uh it says here in ign.com it says here in quote pubg publisher crafted announced that it is acquiring neon giant the developer behind the ascent of the game ascent uh crafted also plans to launch a major studio in canada so it said in an earnings report crafted says that it plans to acquire the swedish studio and also that it is working on an open uh world first person shooter game other than that, no other details have been or about the Neon Giant acquisition were provided, um, including a price tag. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's really all they have here, um, which I find very interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see what they definitely can, uh, can cook up there, especially if it's going to be, in fact, a first-person open-world uh, shooter makes me a little nervous because i feel like that's very processing intensive um because pubg obviously you can go into a first person mode uh but the game is traditionally played in third person because you're trying to see who's you know gonna fucking shoot you and <laughs> and uh, you know you're trying to do win a winner chicken dinner um I'll check your corners man yeah exactly so but I find this to be interesting nonetheless because uh, when I did play The Ascent before it was having a bunch of issues, I did enjoy the game. I thought it was good. It's a fun game. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought the uh, the the sound um, soundtrack was dope. I thought the soundtrack was really cool. I think the only thing I think the one thing that it got a lot of flack for, I mean, besides the bugs, was the um, 
some of like the lettering like something they had like certain like japanese the font. yeah some, of, some japanese letters like didn't make sense like just like it made it look urban or early look interesting kind of like a blade runner you know where like you know there's like people that like 40 different people all speak different languages walking down the street you know it's kind of that diversity but so i think they tried to include that into the ascent with you know different you know uh, language letters but them being spelled out in english it's like it doesn't make any sense so like a lot of, of those people that speak that language are like what the fuck <laughs> like are they just trying to be like stylish you know but uh other than that i think the game core of the game itself was good so curious to see what they're going to do here obviously i mean we're not going to see this game for a few years you know what i mean uh, i i seriously doubt it's not going to be out next year or so but nonetheless interesting to know what are your thoughts well speaking of game, speaking of game pass i believe the ascent's still on game pass because it shows up on the, my hood every now and again oh, nice. and give the game a, give the game a try it was you know whereas far cry four was advertised as um no far cry 3 maybe i forget we always talk about this i forget my, my dates you know whereas far cry was advertised as skyrim with guns I think this was justly advertised as a, as a top-down cyberpunk, just in terms of the, the aesthetics and the gameplay. Yeah, there were RPG elements in the sense you can level up different oh, stats. Far Cry Four, yeah, yeah. Far Cry Four, yeah. Yeah, Far- that's how it it. yeah, that was how it was actually advertised. Skyrim with guns, and this was advertised as um, a top-down cyber, uh, top-down shooter, a uh, top-down cyberpunk. And I think I think that was a valid. I think that was a valid case. Um, it wasn't a full on RPG, it was a top down shooter, but you can level up your stats. But arguably, depending on how you level up your stats, you could be different. You can be tanky by arm, leveling up your health and armor. You can be, you know, more quick with your movement speed, your reload, your critical, your your equipment. Um, if you're more engineer type, um, in terms of you know cooldowns versus uh, ability strength. So there were elements there. It wasn't it wasn't as like a skill tree. But the the raw freedom created those created those elements for you if you wanted. So for example, I was going really odd with I think I was going high crit, be it also high health. So instead of a glass sniper, I was a tanky sniper. Don't know why. This is what I did. <laughs> um, and then Victor was going as like a really fast engineer guy. He leveled up his abilities and leveled up his movement speed and reload speed. And he was just so he was just walking constantly walking around throwing grenades and trap traps and turrets and whatnot. Um, there was just the only the reason we stopped playing the game, there were a few bugs like our like every time we would load the game, it's like, hey, where's our power? That one power is gone. And the power, the the power is in, the, in that game, it's like loot, it's a loot based system. So, whereas like you know, you know, you, you know, imagine you turn on you know, you turn on your game, like, hey, where's my shield? Hey, where's this thing? You know, what I mean, so happened a few times and i think like a few weeks or like a month after we we pop back on the game there was no patch so we were worried like hey if there's no patch that bug might still be there um but we we didn't encounter that stuff until pretty late in the game like we put okay. in like when i say like 20 i think we were like 25 20 plus hours in like so okay. we had we were we had a decent amount of time in that game it was really fun and when it comes to acquisition stuff, when it comes to acquisition and stuff like this, you know, I hope the PUBG developer doesn't pull an EA, what EA did to Bioware. I'm hoping this the publisher doesn't do that to to these guys, to Neon Giant. Um, oh, like water down what, the quality. I, correct. I don't know how much. I'm hoping there's not a, like a massive layoff 
situation because this is this is a previously Swedish company now going to be Canadian. I'm hoping with how normalized remote work came, I'm hoping we don't, I'm hoping this story in the weeks, months to come isn't followed up with a massive layoff or company overhaul. That's a fair point, actually. Uh, yeah, I just hope they're just two different studios and two different um, areas where one studio can work on one portion of the game and, you know, another portion in Canada. So, yeah, I agree. I, I hope it isn't a, a massive layoff situation. That would be really unfortunate. So, yeah, points. just have that subdivision, you know, Rockstar, Santa Monica, Ubisoft, Montreal, yeah. um, Neon Giant, Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. And uh, when it comes to movies that nobody asked for, you're darn right we got one of those. And I'm referring to the Gran Turismo movie, uh, which Arthur reminded me that that was a thing because uh, I forgot about it, and I don't think Arthur knew to begin with. So clearly this is something that I don't think, if I were just to guess, I don't think a lot of people are waiting on this. Um, but let me read this article here from IGN.com. It says here, in quote, uh, Gran Turismo, uh, Sony's Gran Turismo film added Academy Award-nominated actors Jalen Hansu and uh, Spice Girls' uh, Jerry Hawali Horner, uh, who was known as Ginger Spice in the group, to the cast. Uh, it says reported by THR, Hansu and Horner will be playing the parents of Archie Maracuay's character, a teenage avid Gran Turismo player whose skills won him a series of uh, Nissan competitions and helped turn him into a professional driver. Uh, Hansu earned an Academy Award nomination for his work in America and Blood Diamond, and he will soon, uh, will soon be seen in Shazam!, Fury of the Gods and Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Horner was part of the Spice Girls. I know about Spice Girls. Uh, <laughs> continuing on, it says, uh, alongside Medequay, it is uh, previously confirmed that the Gran Turismo film would star uh, David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and David Barrett. Neil Blomkamp, the director behind such films as District 9 and Elysium, is directing the adaptation of the story. Uh, written by American snipers Jason Hall and King Richard's Zach Balin. So, got some some heavy hitting uh, folks. In you got this has Neil Blomkamp. <laughs> it's got the guy from District Nine. Yeah, let's make some racing stuff. Yeah, so uh, uh-huh. kind of weird. And then it says, lastly, the Gran Turismo film is set to race into theaters August 11th of next year. The wait is too long. Be sure to check out our review of the latest game, blah, 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 end quote. Yeah, man, I, this is, see, this is a little bit of what I was worried about uh, earlier in the year when we discussed how we think it's good that video games are finally getting a spotlight saying, hey, this is a commodity that has a significant marketplace. Um significant market and uh when it comes to content you know expanding onto it i think people want to see it i don't think gran turismo was the first thing on a lot of people's minds saying hey you know what we all need gran turismo we need jalan hansu on this <laughs> like no like not only it not only am i worried about how i feel like a lot of this uh 
when it comes to the video, these video game stories and games, I feel like a lot of this can be watered down uh, as far as just too much, you know, when it just comes off of just capitalizing off of it versus just making really good content adapted from a video game. But you, you kind of get all these games switched into movies or TV shows where they're just kind of fishing for stuff, you know, and Gran Turismo, as we've discussed on this show before, Arthur has had a few issues that a lot of people were concerned about when it comes to price gouging, you know, the game's not working, uh, basically microtransaction stuff that they had to answer to. So with that in mind, I mean, they might be shooting themselves in the foot, especially because Gran Turismo is only for one console. It almost makes more sense to do the to do a Forza movie than a Gran Turismo movie, in my opinion. But what what are your thoughts? So, like you mentioned, uh, when I sent you this article, I didn't know this movie was existing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because okay, I'm in. It's it's like it's like before you have my attention, now you have my curiosity. When you said Neil Blomkamp, I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I love his movies. Like, yeah, he makes good movies. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, I don't know how. Yeah, when you hear Neil, uh, you know Neil Blomkamp, you gotta think sci-fi. So I'm like, okay, how sci-fi e LED sort of feel vibe is this going to have? I feel like okay. If you can remember the cover art for Midnight Club, I feel like that's the art style I feel like this movie should have. <laughs> Good ray tracing. Midnight Club you know. would be fire. This is a Midnight Club Dude. movie. <laughs> yeah. And the thing with this now, I feel like I'm not saying the market's getting saturated, but I'm just I'm just I'm just nervous of like how they are, how we went from like a handful of video game movies to now it's like oh sonic did good who's buying what ip <laughs> right yeah roll it out roll tide <laughs> it's like, the sonic movie did good the witcher show did good poof everything's green lit now um i can make a prediction here i feel like we're one good blockbuster video game movie away from just Disney acquiring as much as they can to make a movie for something. I will say this though. If I was Disney who has, has has good or bad, you can't change the fact that has successfully revolutionized uh, comic book movies. Now where they're going recently, I can't speak to, but the first 10 years in any game, great job. Just, I just have to say great job. But what I'm saying is if I were Disney, and I'm keeping my eye. Well, what's happening over here with video games? I would say if they were to do a video game adaptation or something, I would argue the team behind Big Hero 6, I think would, should, could do a good video game movie. Hmm. Okay. I think, uh, I think you're right. I don't know why I think that's where my brain went to that. I when I heard, I'm like, wait, we're we're like, we've gone to the point where wait, Neil Blomkamp is getting involved in video game movies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's getting crazy <laughs> so, now. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, that makes me think. You know, Disney likes to buy the world. They like monopolize everything. So why Phil Spencer and Xbox is under scrutiny by the uh, F- the SEC for monopoly via the Blizzard acquisition 
have you heard of Disney? Have you heard of Disney? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think I agree. I think, uh, I feel like when it comes to something Nintendo related, you think they would try to have a, some type of a acquisition thing or an acquisition, but just, you know, a, do something through some type of a Nintendo game, you know, like I can see like a legend of Zelda, you know, game that Disney backs, you know, I mean, that's a film. I mean, that'd be kind of crazy actually. I would love for Disney to approach Kojima and Kojima just having the balls. He does <laughs> just leak the entire conversation online. Oh, man. Yeah, he <laughs> like would say, he would say fuck <laughs> off as he's drinking his coffee. <laughs> like, I will die before that mouse gets his hands on any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but at least, at least regards to this, the other thing, the other thing that's really weird news with this movie is I was joking. I was laughing at myself when you were, when you said ginger spice, I was like, Oh wow. I know Hollywood hires gingers anymore. <laughs> I thought they stopped. <laughs> No man, they're Sorry. coming back. <laughs> euphoria, you, Euphoria, they got my man in there, and <laughs> I don't know why there's just been this, there's been this, there's just been this joke of Hollywood hates gingers, man. Well, you know, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, and my friends have to be ginger. <laughs> <laughs> nice friendship never ends. <laughs> Now that song is, I you know it's stuck in my head. I'm not even mad. That, I think mad. I think that's what I, I think that's what I didn't become a sexist after that. But I think that's where I was like, if you want to be my lover, you have to get with my what? <laughs> like I don't give a shit about your friends. <laughs> I'm just trying to hit. <laughs> this is this is me during but this, this is me dude, during elementary dude, school. <laughs> uh, I I would I. If you want to really, I think people should make a playlist of the most opposite songs, like one song yeah. opposite of another one, one song opposite of the next song. You know, if you want people to love you, gotta get with my friends. <laughs> Is it was it Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars, I'll catch a grenade. <laughs> and people, people say, people say that um, that song, that song, that song is 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 that hooking up with the quote unquote ugly friends. <laughs> So, oh. you gotta, so for those of you who don't know, grenades is one way to say ugly person. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty so just funny. Name the clips of, just you know, it's like, hey, name two clips that have the most opposite vibe. You gotta get with my love. You gotta go with my. If you wanna be my love, you gotta go with my friends. Hold up, <laughs> I'll catch a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, ooh, man. your friends are ugly let's just go <laughs> um but yeah i will say though i i'm excited for at least the cat the casting of this not so much for ginger spice but for um the other guy he's a really good character actor i mean like Charlton Hunter, um, yeah it's been a while since i've seen him in anything to be honest uh but he, he's a phenomenal actor you know so yeah so he plays the wizard and he plays i don't know if merlin whatever they call it but you know he plays the old wizard um and shazam um blood diamond and by the way to a song i still listen to to this day uh the ending for gladiator he, he's the number two, he's the other guy he's russell crowe's pair in gladiator that's right and, uh, who it's a like perfect a, per- just, a perfect film i think that movie's perfect it's i 
you're not wrong. Just I just and hey, if you're Star Wars. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I don't know why, but I think really Scott's gonna be making a sequel. I'm like, no, nobody is in shape. Like Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe died. This I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. That. Like that is the that is the Pulp Fiction of like Rome, <laughs> like Rome fighting movies. Like don't. It has everything. It has it has a it has a smidge of war. With its opening sequence, it has the Coliseum. It's just such a good movie. Yeah. And uh, whose actor's name? I'm so sorry, I can't remember. Even though Joe just said it, is now again now casted in um, Gran Turismo. So it's like okay, you have my attention. Yeah. Let me curiosity or however that goes. Um, but I'll say there's one other <laughs> there's another type of movie. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that gets made. The so, do you think Dave Bautista will ever be in a Gears War movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I feel for this brother. Okay, so before we continue, I think this is a great, great segue. Uh, I wanted to play a short clip. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't give me a fucking ad, but uh, a short clip on the Daily Fix IGN. They talk about Dave Bautista, Gears War. He's been wanting to play fucking uh, Marcus Phoenix. Uh, in Gears War, or just in Gears War in general, for God, for as long as he's brought this up, which has been years ago. Uh, but let me play this short clip uh, from the Daily Fix IGN. Netflix has announced a live action Gears of War movie, and Dave Batista just tossed his metaphorical hat in the ring via a recent Twitter post. Batista shared a video cut from footage of a Gears of War 5 trailer that also featured Batista. In Gears 5, there's an option to recast the character of Marcus Phoenix as Dave Batista via an optional skin. You can also play as him in Gears 5 multiplayer. Landing the part of Marcus Phoenix would be a quote dream role for Batista. A Gears of War live action movie has been floating around Hollywood in some form or another ever since the franchise's Xbox 360 days, and Batista has been campaigning for the part of Phoenix for years. Speaking with IGN, Batista said it was his destiny to play the role. He even turned down a role in a Fast and Furious movie just so he could promote a possible adaptation. But what do you think, Fix audience? Should Netflix give Batista a shot? I mean, look at him. Visually, he's a dead ringer for the part, and he's displayed real acting chops in some high-profile movies recently. Are they just fucking with him at this point? <laughs> I didn't know they had a skin where you could download and play as him in Gears of War 5. I think they're just fucking with him at this point. I feel like they're like, you will never be Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know that. Yeah, yeah, he, that's a, that was a big deal. That that's a lot of people thought that was actually them quietly announcing him being casted as Marcus through the skin. People that's thought that crazy. people thought people thought that announcement was going to like drop the same time. Bro, I feel <laughs> I feel bad for this guy, man. I feel like we should already be knowing whether it's actually going to happen or not. And the fact that he has to fucking keep throwing his fishing rod <laughs> over to try, like, hey, uh, believe me, I know what I'm doing. I can really do the role well. Please let me be a part of this. Like, and and I think he, I think he would fit it very well as well. I think he does have a decent acting chops to to do a a, a fair a decent Marcus Phoenix. 
You know what I mean? So I just feel bad because it's almost like an internet joke at this point. Like, especially with him tweeting, like, I cannot make this any easier. <laughs> like, like he's turning down real money now, like, to be a part of this. You know what I mean? And if he got zero phone call, like, him not being a part of that Fast and Furious movie and him not getting any phone calls because he's like, they might call me for Marcus Phoenix. Like, now it's like this weird obsession and like it's kind of an internet joke. I feel bad, but what are your what are your what are your thoughts? Dude, if they like if Hollywood pulls a Hollywood and casts like Tom Holland as Marcus Phoenix, I'm oh boycotting Gears War 6. God. Yeah, I will say, you know what I'll say? Because I really want the game to come out. I'm I will boycott any motion picture film or netflix whatever that they try to release i'll boycott that i still want to play the game <laughs> but i don't blame you i don't blame you if you're like you know fuck this like this is fucked up you know what i mean like they put some pretty boy or something in there he turned down fast and furious money and people still watch those movies as ridiculous as those movies are people still watch them and they still they still chart box office like he turned out some serious money Netflix, for a role dude, that he does not have, you know. As <laughs> I like, I like who was it, Helen Mirren or uh, Dame Judi Dench joked about how no, I think it was Helen Mirren. That's why Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren was eventually cast in a Fast Furious movie because there was multiple interviews saying like, what would what you know? He was like, you know, Helen Mirren, as experienced and talented actress as you are, what's something you would like to play? I want to be in the Fast and Furious movies. I mean, you don't have to act. They just seem fun. <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> she's like, that's, she's like, let's be honest. It's not really acting. It's not even trying. You're just having fun. Got Vin Diesel trying to act his balls off. <laughs> oh man, Tyrese, Tyrese over there trying to earn oh. his paycheck for his alimony. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, the the Tyrese the the Tyrese the Rock beef uh, during the Fast and Furious was some of the funniest beefs in like film history. So goddamn funny that those people would beef. But you know, one thing that's dangling over our heads, Arthur, and I don't know why anyone's meant not mentioned this. Um, I would love to see. Well, you know, it's funny because they already did this, but maybe just a continuation of it. I'm probably thinking about it backwards. I would love to see a, another Chronicles of Riddick game, like a new, new game. And I would love to see a new Chronicles of Riddick movie. You know what I mean? Because Vin Diesel, he's still, he's still in shape. And I really liked Chronicles of Riddick when that came out for the 360, if I'm not mistaken. I think it came out for PlayStation as well. Um, like, because Escape from Butcher Bay was fire. And then the one after it was really good, too. And it actually had some more stealth components as well, which is pretty dope. Uh, but... I'm like, yo, I think that would still hit. I know the the last movie that came out was trash, but that was like fucking 10 years ago, <laughs> if not longer. But that just popped in my brain. I was like, hey, oh, that movie. But yeah, as far as the Gears of War, back to the Gears of War conversation with Dave Bautista, I just feel like they're dangling over his head at this point. I'm like, yo, he's turning out real money, like real money for a role he does not have. I mean, to our knowledge, right? Maybe, maybe... This is all internet joke, but he's been signed for this a while ago, and maybe it's just not a Netflix project. Maybe it's something else. But I, I kind of feel bad for the guy because part of me is like, "Yo, like, 
if he doesn't have anything <laughs> and he's turning down roles, like, yo, my guy, just table it, bro. You know what I mean? Well, I forgot this is Netflix. So, you know, sorry, guys. Marcus is a crush on Dom. What can I say? <laughs> and did we talk about, I, rem, I, I, I this popped in my brain too, speaking of Netflix. Did we discuss the nonsense of uh, Henry Cavill not being in The Witcher? Did we just discuss that last episode? Yeah. I think we did, right? Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, I remember we, we discussed him being replaced with Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> that's, that's right, that nonsense. The um, other Hemsworth. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of that, would Cavill make a good Dom to Batista's Marcus? I think a good Dom. Um Yes, but I feel like Dom should be someone of because isn't Dom like a, a, a of like a Hispanic descent or something or looks so, or, someone or that gets more it. sun? Yeah, I feel like um, what's his name? I'm a huge fan of this fucking actor. Uh, he was he played the Punisher. He was in the the Punisher movie, uh, uh, Punisher series on uh, Netflix. Oh, he would be yeah. a, he would be an amazing uh, amazing. Is James doll. is James Marsden the right name? That just popped in my head. That could be a totally different human oh, being of, of Earth. No, that's not that's not him. Um, oh, why did that name come in my head? I don't know, but um. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a good. That would be a good. That would be a good Dom. Yeah, I think he would be fire. I think he would play a fire. Um, uh, a f- <clears throat> uh, John Bernthal. That's his name. Yeah, John Bernthal. He would be a fire uh, Dom very easily. But as far as the physique, I think he could get relatively buff. I mean, obviously the suit kind of has to do most of the the <laughs> do most of the work. <laughs> Because those suits are ridiculous, uh, but he would be well, a great. Well, to, well, to be fair, hey Joe, there's no. I mean, that's it, we. You can't talk about Gears of War without talking a more serious subject. The unrealistic body types in games. Let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Not every girl has BBLs. Uh. <laughs> the men, the pressure men have to bulk up and yet still maintain an APAC. It's very unrealistic. <laughs> I have a blog about it. Come visit. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the last things here on the show, uh, just for us to kind of pick our brains with this, is the Game Awards. So they are supposed to uh, be announcing the nominees of the Game Awards uh, this upcoming week uh, as we wait for um the, this year's uh, Game Awards, obviously hosted by Jeff Keighley, December 8th, Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, tickets are on sale right now, which is kind of fun, fun. Uh, but want to get your thoughts, Arthur, as far as for games that you think are going to be nominated for the Game Awards. I feel like Elden Ring is an obvious one that's going to be on the list there, but... Uh, give me your thoughts on some of the games that you think are worthy of uh, being nominated. Um, when did <laughs> did that just signs you know a serious answer is coming? 
<laughs> when did here comes has, some bullshit? Has, <laughs> uh, has Last of Us remake again redo came out? Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> that is not getting, if that's nominated, I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> Last of Us the remake again because money. <laughs> Episode what? Oh man, don't do that to me, man. Yeah, uh, game of the year definitely. Game of the year contenders definitely. Ragnarok versus Elder Ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new category, I'm very interested in. We talked. We talked about this adaptation. Um, and at the time, the announcement, we are Church and I were on the same page of Sonic Two, clear winner, clear winner. Oh yeah. But, dude, I mean, two things. One. Edge Runners brought a ton of people back. That to, should be nominated for sure. To Cyberpunk, and even brought a whole a whole bunch of new people. And then secondly, too, speaking of uh, Cyberpunk, remember there is that category of like best ongoing community or something like that. Remember, No Man's Sky took out last year, or the year before, because of all of the 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 amazing updates that award-winning updates that No Man's Sky deservedly earned. I wonder if that's a category. I think I wonder if that's still a category. And two, if Cyberpunk should take it. That's a fair point that you make. That's a, that's that's a that's a fair point, and I, I wouldn't be mad at you because, like you said, you know they have. Even though it's been a long fucking time, they have been doing uh, updates for the game, and this is even with. Uh, turnovers happening, actually people leaving the company, right? And then even fucking CD Projekt Red, they had a, a, a fucking ransom of some source code shit or something like that. Um, so a lot of bullshit happened, but they still continue to produce updates. And uh, after Edge Runners, like, there was like 20 million in sales and like the player base like shot up. So uh, you might have a point with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that is a that that's definitely an interesting take. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that to be honest. Um, not sure if it came out this year. The the PlayStation game that was like Pikmin combined with Zelda. It was like little. It was a girl that had like black hair, mm. and she had little black goo. The little black goose. I think you know what you're talking of, about. It sounds familiar. Not sure. Uh, well, you think Bayonetta? I know this isn't probably what you're referring to, but you think Bayonetta no. three should be nominated? Because that came out this year, right? Bayonetta three. Well, I forget because it was Switch only. So, um, mm. I'm sure all ten people are really happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's messed up. That's funny. <laughs> Whatever Mario Kart thing that came out for it, or whatever Mario, you know, Mario fucking thing that came out. Definitely, definitely. Kidnapped and play games to rescue her. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. I will say, I I find it very interesting uh, the impact of the Game Awards in general. Like, there was a significant um, 
I mean, people watch this. Like, uh, it says here that the Game Awards that last year, they hit a record 85 million live streams for the Game Awards last year, you know, which was designed by Jeff Keighley. Uh, this is his baby. You know what I mean? So it's like, fuck, like, that is unbelievably, um, you know, uh, that's a, that's an amazing feat, you know. So I definitely have to still tip my hat off to him for this even being a thing, and it, it you know this being a, a thing, just period. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see what their nominees are. I still feel like there's a lot of failure in a lot of these games that have released. So I'm like, wow, this is gonna be the shortest nominated list like in the history of the Game Awards, <laughs> even though it's not that old, you know. But I don't know dude i'm losing track of so much stuff so the game we're thinking of is kina kina bridge of spirits oh yeah that came that came out september nominated. of last year that oh, last came out year. september of last year oh shit <laughs> that's what i'm saying man i'm just like what are you gonna nominate you know like i don't even think my man that got that basically he cleaned up at the game awards that's your guy uh that it did the uh he did the cooperative, uh, quote unquote, family. Oh, game. yeah, yeah. It takes two. That one game of the year yeah. last year. That one, that's uh, the ticket. Yeah, 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 last year. But I'm saying that he, I don't think he's made anything new. He's still laying back, like, man, that was a good fucking game. <laughs> you know? Dude, everything I'm thinking of came out last year. I was like, man, in terms of narrative, Life of Strange True Colors. No, that was March last year. <laughs> it's on Game Pass now. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah that that one that won an award I think didn't it for Dude, a I, you're right. Game? It's like I okay actually you know what there is a game that is worth mentioning that was overshadowed by the potential game of the year contender came out like two weeks prior. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that should definitely win something, right? It should win. It should win. <laughs> it should win the you, you tried award. It should have won the. You tried to come out the same month as Elden Ring. <laughs> it just got ghetto stopped, bro. By by uh, Elden Ring, man. Like Elden Ring should. This is definitely Elden Ring's year to clean the fuck up. Like I know Dying Light came out, but people forgot about Dying Light too. Yeah, it's just it's not. This is it's the year of Elden Ring. Elden Ring needs to win at least three awards. <laughs> at least three. In terms of in terms of AAA. I would argue it really did. It really did. It just feel like, you know, and there there was a lot of stuff going on. It's like, hey, my life's been busy. I moved across a couple time zones, so I've had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really do feel like it. It went like Forbidden West, Elden Ring. Not much. Ragnarok. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Ragnarok, Elden Ring. For sure, yeah, and like you said, the other the other game there, but yeah, it's gonna be. This was sh- the year of delays, dude. It was the year of delays. Atomic Heart's not coming out, even though they t- even though they told us it was, it was gonna come out. Blank, blank, blank. Ember of twenty two. <laughs> now it's delayed of like February twenty three, which I won't play now because February is locked up for me. Yeah, because February third, a game I'm winning for. Way longer than Atomic Heart, Alan too. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Atomic Heart got delayed. Starfield got delayed. 
So what I'm saying is Elden Ring and Ragnarok are in a clean house, but next year's Game Awards is going to be lit. <laughs> this is what I was saying, bro. This is what I was expressing to um, Church. Shout out to Church. But this year's just a dud. It's a fucking dud, and next year is definitely going to be in the ranks to be one of the best years for games. I'm still saying that. I'm still calling that. That is my burrito bet. Um, but this year was a wash. You know, I just think this year is a wash. I'm sure they'll make it entertaining. They'll try to make it entertaining as much as possible. But when it comes to uh, just the, the, the list of games to announce or to nominate, I mean, they got to bullshit. They got to do a lot of bullshit, to, to be completely honest. Um, you know, so, yeah. I can name up. Uh, there, there was a few good indie, There was a few good indies that stood out there. Um, Tunic. Tunic was a highly reviewed game. Tunic, that's uh, true. Cult, yeah. Cult of the Lamb came out. That was pretty good. Um, I didn't hear much about Scorn. And I a lot of people. I know, but, I'll go but ahead. I was gonna say a lot of people were mad that it wasn't a shooter. Like it, it, it was a because because remember Church was talking about. He's like, "What is this game? We've seen the same sixty seconds over and over and over and over again. It's a puzzle game." Is what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a puzzle game. That's it's a first person puzzle game. That's all. Yeah, I hear. It's, I hear it's pretty clunky too. I hear like it as far as how it performs. It's not. It's not the smoothest of experiences, you know. Which is also another aggravating thing. So, um, random games that might pop on a category. Disney released a game that was actually pretty good. It was like a city builder sort of thing. Like, oh really? Yeah. It it had like roller coaster tycoon elements people were talking about. So that's probably gonna show up in the family category. Um nice. We 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 built a zoo or something. I think we'll, we'll probably show up in, in, in India as well. Mm. Um again though again the um, um, all five, all five satisfied customers will be happy that Bayonetta three will show up in action adventure. <laughs> um, oh man! Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> more, yeah. I mean, Nintendo definitely did good for their fan base mm. to buy the exclusive rights to it, but. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here thinking, Drill, Platinum Games just came out with Bayonetta 3, and no one's talking about it. I <laughs> can play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, guys, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> like, Bayon- when Bayonetta 1 dropped, everyone was like, dude, you got to play it. You got to play it. You got to play it. Then there was the biggest news been in it too. What do you mean it's only for the Wii U? What's a Wii U? Is that the new Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, bro. You're you are absolutely right with that. <laughs> it's like what is happening? So I, you know, it's the predictions are hard because everyone's gonna have the same ones. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's like, oh, her top again, top two contenders for game of the year, Elden Ring. Um, uh, Ragnarok, yeah, Forbidden West will be in the category. 
Um, I think Tunic, I think, I'm not sure game of the year, but Tunic will definitely show up in there beyond beyond indie. Like, you mean like outside the indie, outside the indie, just top indie game. Um, I agree with that. I wonder if they, if they have a VR category, what's going to show up? Because I don't know if that I don't know if that Horizon VR game actually came out. Because if oh, if because yeah. if, if we have we have a lot of mutual friends, and if our mutual if our handful of mutual friends on a PS5, the list is staggeringly less for who owns a PlayStation VR. <laughs> yeah, that's very very true. Good point too. So, yeah, man, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it's going to be a wash. You know, so but we'll see. Hey, if if they get mad traction on this year, I'll be like Jeff Keeley, you are the man, because <laughs> uh, you don't have a whole lot to work with this year. One thing, if not for this year, but next for next year's uh, holiday, like Black Friday, aka my birthday time drill. Yes, just calling it now. Is I think I'm gonna get dip my feet into the world of a gaming PC. Yes, come to the dark side. <laughs> the reason for that is talk about a console exclusive thing. We talked about it last we talked about it last week, but I'm just thinking about it again for this week. The light. I want to play oh, yeah. light. See, that's the beauty of P that's the beauty of PC, bro. When it comes to these these borders of of uh, games on whatever con- you can play whatever you want as <laughs> your PC can handle it you can play almost everything the only thing you can't play is like nintendo shit but when it comes to like other stuff like you can play whatever is available which i love so yeah man yeah blight looks crazy so yeah like i was talking to you like i might be in the fence maybe i may be in the, the i might be in the lookout for a pc because mine's circling the drain but at the same time I think down the road, I really want to start investing into a proper like desktop. Yeah, desktop. I mean, but they're, like they're cheaper and more powerful. You know what I mean? As far as cost. that's thing. I'm lo- yeah, that's yeah. thing. I'm looking for. I'm looking for. I'm looking for a Toyota Camry, not a Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to wrap it up here for the Games for Life podcast. Again, each and every Friday slash Saturday, discussing all things games. I am one of your hosts, Drill. With me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me. Sorry if I sound tired. I kind of am. It's a little late on my end. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. No, <laughs> no worries, man. This is sleepy weather, so I don't blame you. All right, guys. We will see you guys next week. Bye.